When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what is up? Welcome in, Gamecock Nation. Wes Mitchell here alongside Kendall Smith filling in for Chris Clark today. We're going to be joined by a very special guest here momentarily. Kendall, go ahead and tell them why you're wearing your JLo glasses today. So I just got back from Columbia to Charlotte. As most of you know, I go back and forth because I go to school in Columbia and I work in Columbia with GC. And then I also work in Charlotte and I didn't do my makeup this morning and I just got back like 10 minutes ago. So I'm outside enjoying the fresh air, the beautiful day, and I'm wearing sunglasses so that nobody could see my face without makeup. I have told, <laughs> I have told Kendall <laughs> Many, many times I'm getting her new sunglasses. I'm not a fan of the J-Lo sunglasses, but I'm an old man, so it is what it is. Uh, Sam, (laughs) true. Sam, uh, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to come on in, man. I think he is good to go. Yep. Let's bring on Sam. Sam, uh, man, we appreciate you joining us. So every single week we um, like to bring somebody on who covers the opponent, we're not going to hold it against you that you have a Dodgers sign behind you. Like, we're not starting off on a great spot here. But yeah, um, pick a winner. Well, true. Well, who won the World Series last year? But we won't go oh, there. No, um, no. We cannot so, be talking about baseball. I No, 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 no. Sam and I talk about baseball way too much already. Not this fight. Yeah, so Sam is here to talk a little football with us. He covers this Charlotte team. Uh, Sam, I, I guess first and foremost, man, um, I always like to ask everybody, First things first, if a Gamecock fan has never watched Charlotte play, they have not watched this team at all this year, what is the first thing they should know about this team just in terms of, I don't know, style of play, a player to know? What's the very first thing you would want them to know about this bunch? Um, I think when you look at Charlotte, you have to start with quarterback Chris Reynolds going into his sixth year here. He's been a focal point of the whole offense, everything, for the last six years. So, yeah, Chris Reynolds is a guy who I have watched for a while now, back when I covered Charlotte, back in the high school days. Chris Reynolds was there. I feel like he's been there for a long time up until this point, and he had some injuries kind of at the start of the season. So, Sam, how does this Charlotte team transform from when Chris Reynolds isn't the quarterback to when he is the quarterback, and what does he bring to the table for the 49ers? Um, I think he brings – confidence for starters the two games they played without him they did not look great offensively and defensively but last week when he came in you could tell the defense felt like they were playing for something more with him on the field 
So, Sam, I, I think you you look at obviously having a quarterback, um, especially in college ball. Uh, the teams that have quarterbacks, they they pretty much have a chance every game they go into. I feel like, whereas if that's a question mark, um, you know, it, it's just really tough to put together anything consistently on offense. So, um, I, I've seen some people even go as far as to say this guy is like the best player in Charlotte history. I know it's not a long Charlotte football history, but I was looking, man. I mean, I think he's the all-time leading passer as far as yardage and touchdowns career and for a season. So um, just, I guess, first of all, do you agree? Is he the best player in Charlotte history? And what is his style of play, you think? I think so. I think without a doubt, he's definitely the best offensive player we've ever had. He just brings a different um, heart and soul to the team. He's been everything you could ever ask for. He was just a walk-on. He wasn't even a scholarship guy. So I think a lot of South Carolina fans, Sam, are, are going to be asking about the defense for Charlotte, talking a little bit there about the offense with Chris Reynolds. But South Carolina's offense has struggled throughout the first couple of games this season. What would you say about Charlotte's defense so far? I know they've had some moments where they've struggled too. And how would you evaluate them up until this point in the season? I think a lot of it's a learning curve. They had a whole new defensive staff brought in this offseason. But honestly, they haven't looked great. But they're making strides, which I think makes this an interesting matchup with your struggling offense a little bit and our struggling defense. It should be a good game. You know, as far as this defense goes, Sam, I, I know obviously I'm sure with the new coordinator, just getting getting more comfortable within the scheme, I'm sure is a big part of it. Uh, maybe new terminology, maybe, you know, a different base formation. I don't know than what they've done in the past, but uh, have there been some specific areas just that either you've seen or that the coaches and players have been talking about the last couple of weeks that they have been focused on as, as far as just trying to maybe get this thing cleaned up a little bit more? Um, I think a lot of it's just learning a new scheme, like you said. They've had nine new players this season on defense. There have been a lot of blown coverages here and there. I think last week they started to show that they were making the right steps, getting some key takeaways, helping them lead to a victory. So under Will Healy, Charlotte started off really strong. His first year as the head coach, they go to a bowl game. And then over the last few years, things starting to stall a little bit uh, for Charlotte. What would you say about kind of their team morale at this point, Sam? And how have things been under Coach Healy and now what is his fourth season as head coach? Is that right? His fourth season Mm -hmm. for the 49ers. What would you say kind of the, the vibe is like right now for the team? Um, I think last year everyone was really excited after the really shaky start this year. It's been a kind of a bummer there. This week, you could tell after them getting the win and Chris Reynolds being back, it's a completely different atmosphere at the press conference than last week. They seem to be more confident with the team as a whole. Again, we're joined by Sam Perry, NinerTimes.com, telling us a little bit about this Charlotte versus South Carolina matchup. Um, Sam, how how big was that win for those guys. I, I mean, I, I think obviously anybody goes into a season, nobody, no coach, no players expecting to start 0-3, especially when you have the quarterback you have, and then he goes down, I think, midway through game one, maybe some scrambling there in game two and game three. They get him back, have the big offensive performance. Defense makes some plays in that game, too. I think there was a big sack or scoop and score in there. Um, how big was this just based on the 0-3 start, 
to then get a, a win over a team that I believe was pro- Georgia State was probably favored in that game. So how how big do you think that game was just to maybe get some renewed confidence for these guys? I think it was huge. They didn't really have any confidence, honestly, after the loss to William and Mary. And going into that game, they were against um, Georgia State. They were twenty point underdogs, and to come out and win, I think just instilled so much confidence. Not in just the players, but coaches seemed more excited to be there coming forward. Sam, what do you think it's going to take for Charlotte if they were able to pull the upset against South Carolina? What does what does that look like for Charlotte? Um, I think the defense had to step up. Especially a key star for us over the years has been Marquise Watts. He's been kind of non-existent this year, not having a lot of big plays, not even having a lot of snaps either. But last weekend he got the 52-yard scoop and score on the fumble. I think that'll be key if he can make a big impact in this game. I think that's a, a good place to keep it at, Sam. Who are some other guys on this defense? Like, you know, I was looking through there. There are some names on this offense. You know, you talked about your quarterback, Elijah Spencer. Great wide receiver, actually from right here outside of Columbia. He went to Dutch Fork High School um, in Irmo, South Carolina. But defensively, you know, maybe not a lot of household names yet. I think, uh, you know, there's a bunch of transfers as well. Um, Who are a couple of guys, like if Gamecock fans are are going into this game, um, who are some guys maybe they need to know about that either have played well or at least that Charlotte's going to need to play well this week? Um, I think Prince Bima is the first one I start off with. He's a linebacker this season. He's doing really well. He's had a total of um, 22 tackles on the season, and he's just really stood out, which I'm glad to see the local Gastonia, North Carolina guy playing well. Another one is transfer Amir Sadiq. He's on the other end with um, opposite Marquise Watts. He's been playing really well. I think you can get both of those two going against the quarterback, rushing them. You'll be good. I want to get back to the offense really quickly, Sam. So we talk about Chris Reynolds. We talk about the pass game for Charlotte. What about the run game for the 49ers? How has it been throughout the season so far? And who are some of those guys that South Carolina should be looking for uh, in the ground game? Um, honestly, the run game has been a little stagnant up until last week. They've been kind of one-dimensional going up the middle. But last week saw a real big breakaway for um, running back Shavon. McEachern, who ended up getting 76 yards, which he came out of nowhere really playing well. And another running back that came out well was um, Henry Rutledge, which actually he didn't run the ball, but he was out of the backfield catching passes, getting 80-plus yards. And 10 days before last week's game, he was not even on scholarship. Luke Keekley came out to practice, put him on scholarship. It was a great moment for him. He came out playing really well. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, Sam, I, I guess uh, final question for me here, man. I know you talked about it a second ago as far as what Charlotte would need to happen. But um, how how do you see this game playing out? Like, do you think this is a Charlotte bunch that could realistically come in and pull the upset? Or from a Charlotte perspective, is that still just going to be a really tough task? Uh, it makes me a tough game, but I know most of South Carolina's points have come in the fourth quarter, and we're a really good fourth quarter team. We can make it there. So I think it should go down to the wire. And I know Coach Healy trusts no one more than Chris Reynolds and Victor Tucker on the wide receiver in the last minutes of the game. 
Sam, it's nice to be able to talk about something besides baseball for once. Anybody watching, Sam works at the Charlotte Knights. So that is how um, I know Sam, but I know you've been looking forward to this game for a long time. Are the students excited? Because I know that when you're playing a power five school in the SEC and you kind of have that opportunity, especially when it's South Carolina, which is so close to Charlotte, I'm sure that gets the students very pumped up. Oh, yeah. Fan base is super excited. Got a bunch of buses going down for taking students to the game. They're all excited to tailgate and get ready for the game. Awesome. Sam, hey, man, we appreciate the time today. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, really good point about Chris Reynolds in the fourth quarter. I was reading about him. He has, I think, I don't know, five fourth quarter comebacks. It's a big number there. Like, he's he's driven Charlotte down the field when they've needed it most and uh, really gives these guys a chance. So, I, I'll, I'm actually excited to watch him play on Saturday. I think he'll be a good test for this defense. So, uh, Sam, again, we appreciate it, man, and enjoy the game on Saturday, okay? Thanks, Thank Sam. Thank you for having me. See you then. Yep. Sam Perry, appreciate you. Um, so, Kendall, there is the view on Charlotte. I mean, I, I think you go into this game, obviously, feeling like South Carolina should win it pretty handily. Like, I, I think, let, let's be honest, Gamecock fans that we see on the GC message boards, your classmates at school, they're not going to be happy if this isn't a blow, blowout. I think Fair that's enough. an understatement. That's an yes. understatement. <laughs> they want blood. They want points. I mean, they want offense. Yes. If you don't see a huge offensive push from South Carolina this week, I'm saying if you're not seeing 35-plus points scored in this game from the Gamecocks, you are going to have unhappy fans. Charlotte's defense has struggled up until this point in the year. They haven't played a team like South Carolina yet. So South Carolina needs, thank you for the comment, Daniel. I do. I've got the sunnies on. Um, but South Carolina, they need to show something on the offense this week. And if they don't, that's going to be a huge cause of concern for the fan base. The fan base is already concerned because they've seen some red flags over the last few weeks when it comes to the offense. But these games against Charlotte and South Carolina State couldn't come at a better time for South Carolina. And they've really got to use it to capitalize and regain some of that sense of confidence on the offensive side of the ball. Kendall, what are you hearing around campus? And I know you're kind of in your J school bubble, bubble. at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you've gotten around the rest of the campus with, uh, with your senior semester going on, but what have you gotten other than from your roommate who doesn't watch football? I don't think, um, no, what have you heard just kind of, what, what is the vibe? Like, are people for the most part still in, or are they kind of like teetering right now on campus? Like, man, I, I want to see a little bit more. I think you know, it's sad to say, but I think it's starting to get to that point of kind of apathy. And I don't know if it's fair to necessarily be at that point right now because South Carolina just played Arkansas and Georgia to, you know, top 10 teams. Um, so I think a lot of students, you know, I, I've noticed at least over the last few weeks, they're like, oh, we're just going to stay out at the tailgates. Like we're not going to get the tickets or we're going to not even bother going. And, and I think that's upsetting and that's sad. I think for South Carolina to have two big time games, especially with the offense this week. Like if you're an average football fan, a lot of the people that watch South Carolina football that are students are not huge football watchers, not big fans. They want to see offense. 
You want to see offense because that is what makes games exciting. South Carolina's offense has not been able to sustain drives pretty much since the start of the season. So they get bored. They don't want to come out. They're like, you know, they're going to put up X amount of points. It's not enough. And I don't want to see the defense out there the whole time. And I don't want to see them get beat by Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. So these games are coming at a good time. I don't know how much the students are going to be jazzed about playing Charlotte this weekend, but if South Carolina can win this weekend, they can win next weekend. And then if they can put up a fight against Kentucky, I think that bodes well for the students when you head into games like AM, Missouri, and Tennessee when you've got those bigger SEC rivals. But South Carolina has got to do something because from my perspective, I see some of the students, not all the students, but some of the students starting to teeter on that line of apathy at this point. And uh, they need to start seeing some some positives and some offense and some excitement to get them back in. Yeah, so, um, Kendall, I think uh, you made the point a second ago, like these games come at a good time for South Carolina. And I, I think that's not just on the offensive side of the ball. Like I, I extend that to the defense as well. Um, you know, right off the bat, when you lose as many guys as they have, you kind of like you can give the excuse and it's not an excuse. It's like, they, you know, they lost Mo Kaba. They lost mm-hmm. Jordan Strong. Like, those things matter. Those guys were starters for a reason. Right. Not having Boogie Huntley. That that affects the game. I think the next two weeks, not just for the offense, but for these defensive guys who are going to get the opportunity to just go play against an opponent that isn't like Georgia that's going to just make you pay for every single mistake you make and just kind of beat you right. into the ground. I think – if they are going to have the year they want overall, it is so key for some of these young defensive guys to just be able to spend the next two weeks getting comfortable, maybe building some confidence of their own, and maybe finding, you know, who who are the replacements for some of these guys. Maybe, maybe there's a freshman in there, Kendall, that hasn't really gotten an opportunity yet that takes this as an opportunity to just step up and say, hey, I'm I want to be like, um, Nick Eman worry. I want to play a bunch too. So I, I think it's not just the offense. Like I'm looking at the defense on Saturday and saying big opportunity for them to go out there and play a bunch. No, I, I agree 1000%. And, you know, it is kind of that point where I think South Carolina, if you're looking at the schedule before the season starts, you say, okay, you know, I think it's realistic to say that South Carolina is going to start the season one and two. I know some people had some hopes about South Carolina potentially picking up a win against Arkansas, but I think a lot of people looked at it and they said, all right, one and two is a very re- realistic uh, situation for South Carolina. So you get past those first couple of games of the season against Arkansas and against Georgia that are super, super tough. You go into these next two games against Charlotte and SC State, start to regain that confidence a little bit. Again, like you said, Wes, maybe get some guys some opportunities that haven't had a lot of touches so far, see what they can do. And then the real meat of your schedule, those games that you have got to win if you are South Carolina, come up right after SC State. So you're expecting to win these next two weeks. You've got Kentucky right after that. Then you've got a bye week. And then you've got a string of games that include Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Missouri, Texas A&M, Florida. Some of those games are games that could be toss-ups that South Carolina absolutely has to win at least one of those games against Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee, or A&M to secure themselves in a bowl game this season. So I think the real like meat of the schedule, the real roller coaster where fans are going to be like, all right, this is make or break is coming up. Because I do think realistically, a lot of people saw the season starting off at one and two, even though, you know, there were some hopes about Arkansas and whatnot, but 
But Arkansas is a really good team, and that's on the road. So, uh, so yeah, these two weeks are crucial when you head into what the next part of the schedule looks like for the Gamecocks. When I, I look at, I looked at Arkansas, Kendall, and I was like, if you win that game, uh, you're kind of playing with house money against Georgia. But if you lose that game, the importance shifts right back to Kentucky, a team that South Carolina, mm-hmm. unfortunately, has struggled against, but a team that they're always going to kind of be right there with, like beating your Kentuckys yeah. and your Missouris. Um, you know, you always have to beat Vanderbilt, I feel like, if you're going to go to a bowl. That's just part of it with the way South Carolina is right now. So I think you're absolutely right. The, and these two games need to be building blocks of a foundation going into that Kentucky game, which all of a sudden at the time will be the biggest game of the year. You hate to say that. I know coaches and players don't really need to look at it like that, but from the outside looking in, that kind of honestly is what it is. Uh, Before we get any further, I need to tell everybody about our friends at Liberty Tax, 803-462-5576. If you're frustrated by keeping up with bank statements, or QuickBooks, if you're a business owner, uh, the tax team at Liberty Tax can handle your bookkeeping and payroll services. Um, they have a QuickBooks Pro Advisor on staff. Uh, you can do what you do best. You can work at making money and making your business successful. You can let Liberty Tax do the rest. Again, three locations right here in Columbia. Give them a call, 803-462-5576. I know, Kendall, you don't have too long with us. What do you got about? Five more minutes, three more minutes. Yeah, five more, more minutes. minutes. You got five yeah. minutes for the GC Live. Fam. I can do five minutes for GC Live, running okay. back and forth from Charlotte to Columbia. It's yes. not, uh, it's not ideal for the car, but we're making it. Yeah, that poor car is going to have two hundred thousand miles on it by the end of the season, I'm afraid. Um, so, Kendall, I don't know, man. We uh, we're going to talk more about this in before the sandstorm. I'm sure. Check that out. I guess we'll have that maybe out Saturday morning. Everybody be ready for that. Yes, Saturday but, morning. Um, hit the like button, as Greg said. Yeah, Greg is always reminding people to hit Thank the like button. Thank you, Greg. Button, so. <laughs> Appreciate you, Greg. You are the man. Um, and we do have a great fan base here on the show that they tune in regularly, and we appreciate yes. that. Um, I don't know, Kendall, what else is on your mind? I don't have any other questions for you. Tell, tell me what's I mean, on your mind. So I covered Charlotte for several years. And so this is a special weekend. Will Healy was the first head football coach for a college team that I ever interviewed. Spent a lot of time at Charlotte, obviously, because I am from here. And and their football program is fairly new. It's only been around for maybe seven or eight years. I don't remember the specific number, but they've only had two head coaches in their entire program history. And uh, Will Healy, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, he started off his time at Charlotte so, so strong. His first season was that 2019 season. Charlotte went to the Bahamas Bowl, first bowl game in program history. And then from there, things have started to kind of go downhill. Chris Reynolds in his sixth season now for Charlotte. He's literally been there since I was there covering Charlotte in high school. And, And like Sam said, he is a game changer. I expect South Carolina to win this game. I expect them to win this game handily, but South Carolina doesn't need to be going into this game saying they're going to kill Charlotte because we saw what happened with Georgia state, right? Like Georgia state's a different team. Georgia state definitely has a little bit more, I would say uh, history behind them than Charlotte, but Charlotte just beat Georgia state last week and they scored more points than South Carolina did on Georgia state. So 
that's kind of the big thing. I know looking into these next two weeks, people are saying, all right, South Carolina should win these games handily. I agree they should but as someone who covered charlotte for a couple years i mean they have some fight in them and they've won some games against power five opponents before just a couple years ago i think last year they beat duke and uh they're one of the teams that they will hang tough and they're not coming into this game just expecting to get their check and head out that's not what this is for them yeah and will healy um especially his start there at charlotte and before he got to charlotte one of those names you were already hearing pop up as like hey this guy could be the next big name in coaching. He has a, I mean, I hate to say it, but I've seen him compared to Dabo Sweeney. Like he is a new school, um, high energy, positive, um, you know, all of the things you look at and kind of the, the way your, your modern coaches kind of carry themselves. Um, it, it's Will Healy. So he, he will have these guys ready. He will have them pumped up. They're not going to come in and just lay down for South Carolina, obviously. So, It'll be interesting to see if they can hang around early or if South Carolina can kind of just put its foot down and say, you're coming into our house. We're an SEC team. We're not playing around and doing this again, which starting fast has been an issue for Carolina, uh, you know, frankly, too much lately. So um, we'll see what it looks like against a uh, little bit different opponent than what they've faced as of late. Uh, by the way, if anybody wants to go see Kendall's first ever interview, you can see that on YouTube oh. with Will Healy from back in the day. Uh, I'm not going to pull it up you on would. your channel, but if somebody I'm does. Uh, proud that interview. I'm proud of that interview. I was so nervous. And I remember Will Healy after the fact when the camera wasn't rolling. I told him before, I was like, this is my first interview with a college football coach. Like, just bear with me. Did the interview. And uh, after he was like, that was really great. Like, I'm proud of you. You did a great job. So, He's been he's been great, and I will never forget the way that the Charlotte program treated me and welcomed me in. So I'll always have a, a soft spot for them when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested for this weekend, interested to see how things play out, and I'm really interested to see what williams Bryce Stadium looks like on Saturday night. They've sold out the first two games of the season, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if that apathy is really starting to creep in and, and who comes out to that 7.30 kick on Saturday. Well, and, and Kendall, I, I thought it was an interesting point that um, they're bringing some buses down from Charlotte. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, how, how much green is there in the stands? How many guys are, uh, you know, or excuse me, how many fans are in the stands, you know, pulling pulling for them? So I, well, I think it'll be – I think – I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off at all, but I think now – Charlotte might be the biggest public university in North Carolina. I may not have that exactly right, but I know it's up there or it's on track to be soon. So they are not like they are UNC Charlotte. They are technically an affiliate of the University of North Carolina, but they want to go by Charlotte now because they want their own name. They want their own brand, kind of like that Cincinnati type of vibe. And uh, they're growing and expanding so much that they, I think, at this point, are the biggest public university in North Carolina. So it's not like they're just one of these mid-major schools that doesn't have the fans. They've got the fans and they have the student fan base to come out and to support, especially some somewhere that's just an hour and a half down the road. And, and pretty good facilities from what I've heard too, Kendall, mm -hmm. like to be yeah. an upstart program, good facilities. And it is interesting. You still see UN. When I was growing up, it was, oh, that's UNCC. That's all mm -hmm. anybody called them. If you go on their website, there's still like some UNCC mentions, but you can tell, especially on an athletic side, 
they've pushed more and more for that Charlotte side. And, uh, you know, there's some, there are some connections to South Carolina as well. Derek Boykins, former Gamecock linebacker, um, is on their roster. Uh, you know, I mentioned Elijah Spencer earlier from right down the road in Irmo. Perry Parks, who is the former Ridgeview head football coach here in Columbia, is their receivers coach. Uh, Brian Turk, who was a uh, former South Carolina, um, had multiple roles at South Carolina, uh, was in the recruiting office, was an off-the-field coach as well as an analyst. Um, he is on their staff as well as director of player personnel. So lots of connections. Montario between... Hardesty used to coach there too. He did. He did. Good call. Um, I believe Perry Parks replaced Hardesty in his spot there when he got hired um, here at South Carolina. Kendall, I know you got a role. Appreciate the time as always. Um, Thank you. I enjoyed the glasses, it. Glasses. I guess the glasses are growing on are growing on me a little bit. We've so. already gotten lots of comments on the glasses. Again, for anyone who wasn't here at the beginning, I just drove here from Columbia in Charlotte to work for the night, and I haven't had the chance to do my makeup. So I'm sitting outside basking in the sun, wearing my sunglasses so that nobody has to see me without makeup. That's the reason. So. All right, Kendall. We will see you before the sandstorm. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. She is Kendall Smith. Again, want to thank Sam Perry for joining us here on the show as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday. We'll have our final thoughts on South Carolina versus Charlotte. That will uh, more than likely be live from um, the Cockaboose right there uh, by Market on Main. Um, wow, I'm getting I'm getting called out for my style as well, uh, my lack of style, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, the Market on Main Cockaboose, the Market Party Express, is where we will be on Friday, 1 p.m. Uh, that's when we do our final thoughts. And then on Saturday morning, we will have our, as always, before the sandstorm, which is your final, final game day thoughts on whoever South Carolina is playing that day. I think we're going to be a little bit on the road. Uh, we'll let you know our uh, location for that one. Um, all right, y'all, that's going to do it for today. A little bit of a short show. That's all I got for you. Chris is on the road today. I'll be back with Chris tomorrow, then with Kendall on Saturday. Appreciate the support. All of you tuning in, as always, this has been GC Live. Appreciate my buddy Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network for being a sponsor and our friends at Liberty Tax. Uh, see you all soon, and have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.